You are listening to episode 63 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about dynamic planning. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm so excited to see you today. Come on in. We're just going to roll with it, baby. (laughs) For any of you who grew up in the 80s or 90s, you might remember that song with by Steve Winwood. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about planning. This is the fourth out of five in a series for how to change. And just to recap real quickly, the first one was on embracing the ambivalence that comes with change. The second was on how to use feelings as fuel for change. Then last time we talked about the prizes and sacrifices, not just of the the change journey itself, but the person you'll have to be when you're done. And today we're talking about planning. One of the things that that I want to almost just bring up again is how to change is actually very easy. Learning how is a Google search away. We are in a world where there's tons of information. There are tons of plans you could try. But planning isn't just a decision or a series of steps. It's also a it's a mindset. It's a it's a way you approach how you're going to get yourself through the day in, day out of changing. Change is hard. You're literally asking yourself to do something new, and in most cases to become a different version of you along the way. I I gave a workshop a few weeks ago where I really, in in the process of preparing for it, I really distilled down the concept of of planning, the ways that have worked for me, the ways that have worked in my family, and the ways that have worked with goals that I've been successful at. And the three aspects of planning, the style of planning that I use really is to be crisp, iterative, and grounded in love. So what do those even mean? Crisp is just when you plan, the more succinct and clear everything is, the better. Iterative means you try something and you monitor it to see how it works and you're prepared to adjust it. And grounded in love just means that you make plans, you make decisions that are really with your best interest and heart, the the way you would hope your child or your best friend would approach a problem is how you ask yourself to do it. So let's give give some examples. One thing that I've talked to someone recently about is they want to develop a better sleep plan. So we were talking about what I call sleep hygiene, like what is the sleep routine, how much sleep works well for this person, when do they prefer to go to bed and wake up, you know, like, is there any sort of routine? I think there's a lot of buzz about the morning routine, but we don't talk as much about the evening routine. And so we were talking about how we could use this dynamic planning approach to develop a crisp plan. So crisp meant 
for this person is just don't overcomplicate it. So one of the things that they would notice is during the week, they had, you know, pretty much habit of going to bed around the same time because they would wake up around the same time. But then on the weekend, they would stay up really late and wake up and there, it just felt like they weren't really getting the most out of their weekends because of their sleep cycle. So the crisp decision was, you know, in bed before 11 p.m., seven days a week. No no more of this like one, two, binge watching, you know, into the early hours of the morning for them. Now, iterative means testing it. So in the example of this sleep routine, nighttime routine, the crisp decision was don't stay up past 11 And the iterative piece was, I'm going to try it for three weeks and see how it's going. When it comes to change, I love a three-week time frame because it's, it's long enough to get a really good data set without being so long that it feels like it's a long-term commitment. So for this sleep cycle change, it was just really fun to see like, oh, well, that's really like, it's clear. Okay, so I'm going to try this. I'm going to try it for three weeks. And then I'm going to evaluate what's working. What do I like? What's not working really well? What would I like to do differently? And this plan, part of what made it really like dynamic or flexible for this person is that it was really loving. It wasn't saying, You know, it wasn't asking them to make a drastic adjustment from what they were doing currently. It was, it was just one thing. It wasn't a whole stack. Like I see a lot of times people will say, well, and then I'm going to meditate and then I'm going to read a chapter. And then, you know, they'll stack all of these things up where for this person, they wanted to make changes and we just picked the one thing that was likely to have the greatest impact and said, try it. Just try it for a while. It was very loving. It wasn't, we're going to reorganize the entire end of your day. And correspondingly, I see this a lot. People will come and they'll say, I have this morning routine where I want to get up and do some stretching and do meditation and then write in my journal. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, it's like four hours in the morning just to get through the morning routine. It it makes total sense why this plan doesn't come to pass. Instead of saying, well, of of these eight activities you want to do every day, which one is going to have the greatest impact on your quality of life? And then let that person decide one thing that they want to practice with over a a few-week time frame. Again, this in, in that case, three weeks may be enough to test if the change is working for you or if you want to make an adjustment. So what would your change projects, programs, workout, food plan, whatever it is that you're working on, what would it look like if you applied this planning approach where everything was really, you know, it was really well-defined, it allowed flexibility, and it was it was done out of love, not to punish you or to make you become a different person to try to compensate for a low opinion that you may have of yourself. I think it's good to even just pause and really reinforce that. When I say that the plan that you make, the more successful it is, is when it's grounded in love, is 
is just really be honest with a lot of the things that you're looking to change. Is there a sense of punishment, of trying to make up for something you think you lack? Or is it set with really an intention for your highest self, your most preferred future self is what I like to say. There's all different types of future us's we could be. What is your most preferred? And would these behaviors, these changes help you love yourself better? And I think it's helpful to contrast this concept I'm calling dynamic planning with what I call static planning. And that's planning that's not flexible. It's rigid. There's a lot of judgments to it. For example, I see a lot of like just in conversations, people will say, oh, I'm going to start that new plan on Monday. I'm going to start it at the beginning of the month, or I'm going to do this thing forever. Like they, they might say, that's it. I'm not going to do this behavior ever again. And then they call it, you know, falling off the wagon or, you know, I went off the rails. There's all this like kinetic imagery that comes when they have a very rigid plan and it's just supposed to be all or nothing. So for you, think about your history with planning as it comes to changing, like maybe it's a goal or something that you want to create in the world. Maybe you're trying to develop new habits or a different relationship with yourself or with someone else in your life. Do you know what you want to create and what has been your plan for trying to create that change in the past? What has been your approach? And is it a high trust approach? You know, I think one of the things that as I work with people individually, when we talk about this dynamic planning and we have this approach of, oh, let's just make sure it's really crisp and clear what you're going to try, that there's, you know, a plan to iterate or refine or some flexibility into it and that it's grounded in love. And when we have that discussion, we 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 look at, have you tried to work on this before and what happened? And for things that you have done, behavior changes you've had that have, as they say, they've, you know, stuck, you've stuck with it. Why did that work for you? And really, I think what's really exciting about all of this is when you really trust yourself to choose what's best for yourself most of the time, the best plan of all is trusting yourself. Because when you have a great relationship with yourself, you do tend to choose what is in your best interest for the long term. All right, so your invitation this week is simply to think about something you'd like to create in the next three to six months. As these episodes are coming out, it's December, and people are already starting to think ahead for what changes they may want to make in the new year. So think of something you'd like to create. And I love that time frame, three to six months. It's long enough to stretch you into a different version of yourself, but it's not a major commitment. And define your goal. List out all the steps that you think would be required for you to reach that goal. And just 
list, list it all out, all the steps, all the experiments, anything you might want to try to create that goal. And then just take a look at it. Are your steps really crisp and clear? Or could you break them down a little bit? Are, are, is there flexibility? Like maybe you might say, I want to eat a lot of vegetables, you know, so I'm going to try to incorporate, you know, eating five vegetables every day is, has a little bit more flexibility than I'm going to only eat this kind of salad every single day for a week, just by way of example. Like knowing where you're starting and where you're going, the more clear the target is and the more there's room for you to learn and adjust, the more successful you're going to be. And then ask yourself, how much do I trust myself that I will take the steps to get where I need to go? And if the answer is not very much, That is really where your planning needs to start, is just asking yourself, what if I did trust myself to make good decisions? What would that even be like? Because most of us want to change things in part to become someone that we trust. You know, we don't just want to lose the weight. We want to be the kind of person who makes different choices. We want to be the kind of person who we trust to make those choices, We don't just want to work out. We want to be the kind of person who can count on themselves to exercise when it's on the calendar. So think about that last piece, that trusting yourself piece. Ask yourself, honestly, where am I at with trusting myself to make good decisions? And when that is at a high level, this dynamic planning approach can help you really execute beautifully. Because again, We know how. We are in a Google-enabled world. The how is everywhere. It's just, you know, how will you show up for your decisions? That's really the most important piece of the planning that you can do. Amazing. Well, next time we're going to talk about celebrating, which could be one of the most important and delightful ways to actually amplify your change game. All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.